Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into, um, you know, quite an important topic that is the issue of uh, startups, that is the issue of, you know, small businesses, but more specifically, um, you know, funding uh, some of the businesses that are, you know, coming out um, of uh, the local scene. Um, We've spoken quite a bit to people that are portfolio managers in the institutional world uh, but for today we are uh, getting back into the world of venture capital and uh, for today it's an interesting one because Tiger Brands right I think uh, by now Tiger Brands is one of those companies you know that needs you know little um, introduction in South Africa because as the name suggests um, you know the the, the many brands uh, that we know out of them right um, in South Africa and one can think about about, uh, you know, one can think about, you know, what's been going on, whether you're thinking about the likes of, uh, you know, Cross and Blackwell, you know, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, whether we're talking about all of that stuff, there's a lot uh, that's going on in the world of uh, Tiger Brands. So for today, we're just going to be getting a sense um, of, you know, why a venture capital fund, right? And also at the same time, what type of businesses, you know, uh, are they looking to, to, to invest in you know will we be seeing them joining um joining the likes of ace the likes of beacon uh the likes of doom you know or you know is this a skunk works of sorts where we're going to be seeing um you know new and exciting product areas um that they will be getting into and to help us to see um you know the vision uh from their point of view we're going to be talking and uh, discussing um we're going to be talking and discussing uh just a around you know what's going on um we are joined uh we are joined by uh barati uh, who is uh, the director for the tiger brands venture capital fund and uh, she's going to be giving us all of that insight barati greetings to you today hi Mudiwa. i think a good place for us to start Tiger Brands needs you know little introduction. I've already um, mentioned a couple of the the brands that you guys have under your stable, and there are many of them. We could even add the likes of Fizz Pop, Fizza, All Gold, Jelly Tots, you know, Golden Cloud, Flower Albany, you know, Jungle Oats, Fatty Zemonis. There are so many of these brands, you know, um, and you. It seems. I guess from a from a business point of view, um, either the fact that you guys have a lot of uh, brands that you guys are already managing and probably uh, looking at new ones all the time. So when it comes to getting into the world of venture capital, right? How does that um, first? Well, you know, first it's it's two questions on our ends. First is you know what's the rationale for deciding that we're going to um, start a venture capital fund, and how does having a venture capital fund um, differ from uh, the company's um, existing activities around finding new brands, finding new 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 areas of business, you know, to add to um, the already, you know, large portfolio that's there. So in terms of your first question on the rationale, as you, you mentioned and, and as you know, Tiger Brands turned 100 last year. And I don't know about you, Mudiro, but every time it's my birthday, I know I do take time to reflect how far I've come, what I've 
achieved and what the way forward is. And that's exactly what Tiger Brands did. So it was about how do we continue meeting the needs of the consumer, the ever evolving needs of the consumer. And so how do we ensure that we future proof ourselves and make sure that we're just as competitive, if not more, for the next century? And that's the whole premise behind the venture capital fund. And so the rest of the business, the rest of the Tiger Brands group is going to continue um, to work on innovation from an organic perspective. So all the brands that you mentioned, all the categories that you mentioned. So that is still going to continue. Where the VC fund comes is from the inorganic growth perspective. So we've done a lot of work in terms of the ever-evolving consumer trends. And it's important to to say that we've we've identified the long-term trends because it's the long-term trends in consumer goods that you need to look out for because they eventually become new product categories. And so that's really what we're focusing on. And as we talk and we talk about the VC mandate, you'll see that it's very much underpinned by these long-term consumer trends that will eventually become categories. And some of them have, as you'll see in our first investment, plant-based products started as a fad, and now it's actually a category on its own. So that's the rationale behind the VC fund. It really is a long-term inorganic growth play to help Tiger brands enter new categories continue to service the consumer and also bring about innovation. And so what we found with a lot of these entrepreneurs is that they're very, very innovative. They're very ingenious. And so we want to tap into that innovation. And they're also a lot quicker to market than you would find that um, a lot of us as as the much larger, much more established um, consumer consumer goods companies are. And so it really is about tapping into that innovation um, servicing the consumer and making sure that we future proof ourselves for the future. I guess a good place for uh, what you call this a good place um, to 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 then take the conversation um, because you know now understanding that rationale is to say are there any particular areas um, that you guys are you know interested in at the moment or do you rather look because you guys are involved there's baby bakeries um, you know rice and pasta superfoods there's milling there's all types of things that you guys are like personal care all types of things that you guys are already into different um, you know areas of uh, consumer goods do you stick to that or do you give yourselves that leeway to say okay fine um you know perhaps if xyz opportunity comes up it might be something for us to get into uh, uh, using your words you know to future proof yourselves and the reason i ask that is because most of the time when people hear the words venture capital at least in today's um, lexicon you often associate that um, with technology uh, backed businesses with technology startups and that type of thing uh, but you know when i think about uh, the fact that you guys have invested in something like um, you know the first investment into um into herbie herbivore earth foods you know that you know is outside of the technology realm so you know it seems like quite an exciting space to be in no definitely it, it, it is Madua. so maybe just to give a um a little bit more color on our mandate so in terms of our investment mandate it's it's you can split it into two categories almost so overarching these two categories is that we're looking for innovative, high-growth, high-potential founder-led businesses. 
And the two categories um, or the two buckets within which we're looking for such companies is the first, as you mentioned, technology companies. So that is actually part of our mandate. And on the technology company side, what we are looking for in particular is we're looking for food tech companies. We're looking for agri-tech companies that can somehow enable Tiger Brands' growth, help us with innovation. And as much as Herbivore Earth Foods, I know it's a plant-based company, they're actually very innovative in terms of the way they come up with their product offering. And so they actually are kind of dual because they are sometimes considered as a food tech company. I know when you speak to the owners, Chantal Grantham and David Duplessis, they definitely consider themselves a food tech company. Um, and then what we're also looking for on the technology side, in addition to food tech and agri-tech, is we're looking for technology companies whose primary business is some sort of technological IP that can enable us, for example, um, in our route to market to better service our consumers or help us drive efficiencies within our supply chain. Just to give you a little bit more um, flavor on, on that perspective, there are some really great opportunities that we're currently looking into in South Africa, where it's um, e-commerce companies that are servicing lost mile distribution in the township economy. So these are e-commerce uh, platforms, technology platforms that are servicing the, tech, the the township economy. And that's very exciting for us because obviously that enables our route to market for all the brands that you're speaking about and, and further penetrating what we believe is, is one of the most lucrative economies in, in, in the country. So that's just some example in terms of what we're looking for on the tech side. And then the other bucket of companies we're looking for is what we call consumer products companies. So these are companies that are producing consumer products within three broad growth platforms. And these are health and nutrition. The second being what we call snackification, which is essentially your snacks and your treats. And the last one being economical food options or value food options. And this is really underpinned, as I mentioned earlier, by the long-term consumer trends that we're seeing. So I, I, I said to you earlier that plant-based products have gone from being a fad have gone to being very um, only for the affluent to, to being a lot more accessible. Um, and that's part of our investment thesis going into to Herbivore Earth Foods is how do we make plant-based products a lot more accessible um, and a lot more affordable to, to, to ordinary consumers. And another trend we're seeing a lot of is in the terms of uh, beverages. So consumers are really looking for beverages to provide more than just uh, hydration more than just um, something to quench your thirst. So they're looking for beverages that can help them boost their immune system, beverages that can help them um, maintain their energy levels or help them calm down after a really hectic day. And so um, those are some of the, the 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 trends that are underpinning when we're looking at beverage opportunities, for example. And another one that maybe I just want to touch on in terms of long-term consumer trends we're seeing is around convenience. And so consumers have, have a much more heightened awareness of the productivity value of every second. And so our aim is to help ease that burden of, of some of the tasks that can sometimes be considered mundane. So for example, um, cooking, shopping, et cetera. And so on the cooking side, it's how do we provide them with nutritious, convenient meal options for themselves and for their families. So that's just maybe to give a little bit more flavor in terms of our mandate. I think out of everything that you've just said, 
the word that I've taken away and I'm going to be using more and more in conversation now is snackification. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Because I hadn't heard that one. I've heard of gamification. I've heard of a lot of efficacious, uh, uh, but I hadn't heard of staff, uh, snackification. Uh, but definitely, that sounds like you know quite an interesting area. I'm particularly interested on the technology side and the food tech side um, because, as someone who follows the space, we know that some of the traditional areas that companies are investing in is. Um, education technology, financial technology, uh, mobility, and I think uh, health technology has really come up, especially over the last two years. So very interested to see, um, especially because of where South Africa is and the the nature of the South African economy and some of the issues around um, food security. Very interested to see uh, what comes out of uh, the food tech, um, you know, side of things. Uh, But because we are a business platform, um, we do have to ask, you know, when it comes to that uh, mandate that you guys have, um, you know, I'm not sure how much you can share, uh, but we do have to ask how big um, Tiger, Brand, Tiger Brands' venture capital fund is um, and what ta- and how what you call this, um, how big of a check um, Tiger Brands will be able to um, extend to particular opportunities that come up. Oh, yes, sure. So our fund right now, we have 100 million rand committed, but this is definitely not a ceiling. So it's 100 million rand for now, but it definitely is um, a fund that can continue to grow depending on the opportunity. So it really is about how quickly can we execute, how quickly can we find the right strategic fit in terms of the opportunities that are out there. Um, so it's 100 million rand for now. And at the moment, we're investing between 2, two million rand and 20 million rand. So that's our, our, our ticket range. Um, but as I said, it definitely is not limited. Um, as, you, as you would have seen, we've, we've got quite a healthy balance sheet at the moment. And so it really is about the opportunities and trying to, to fund as many strategically aligned entrepreneurs as, as possible within our investment mandate. And then I think the last bit on that mandate and uh, just the structure of the fund is um, just curious about the stage. Um, when it comes to uh, companies that you are looking into, you, you articulated the two, the two types of companies that you guys are looking um, to get invested in on the consumer side and also on the, on the consumer goods side, sorry, and the technology um, side of things but at what stage are you guys typically going to be investing because some people do angel investing you know which is very early on you're, you're probably you're practically investing in a powerpoint and an idea and a dream some people doing uh, what you call this early stage investing you know just to get a business off the ground you know others are doing you know once some traction has been has been uh, what you call this has been gained uh, others only do series a series b others it's just for scale you know how do you guys see yourselves uh, you know as part of that value chain and that's a very important question thank you Madiwa, because it has changed since we started the fund mid last year so over the past couple of months we've really become a lot crisper in terms of the type of companies that we're looking for and we're focusing in where we believe we can add the most value and where that is is we believe is in series a and series b so that is the core focus in terms of 
the type of companies that we're looking for because we feel that this is where we can see that there's some commercialization with the ideas or, or the business that the entrepreneurs have. And it's also where we can learn a lot more from them from an innovation perspective um, and, and what they're doing. And they can also leverage Tiger Brands Group a little bit better. So we feel that Series A and Series B is, is, is where the most value and, 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 and the space where the most um, shared value can be created for us. No, definitely. I, okay, I think that certainly helps us, and especially because, um, what do you call this? It at least gives us an idea, you know, of you know what stage, you know, uh, someone has traction. There's a the the, the business model is in place. Uh, the customers are there, or the market has already been identified and is already being uh, tapped into. Now, Barati, I want to just switch. You know, right now to talk about what many um, entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, startup founders consider to be quite a thorny issue. And I'm very interested to get your thoughts um, on this particular matter. And that is the element of business development support. And uh, basically, when you talk to a lot of founders um, in South Africa, especially those that have been through um, business uh, business development programs, uh, those that have been through accelerator programs, incubator programs, etc., um, where literally a bigger entity um, helps to I guess, foster or to get uh, certain businesses either off the ground or to grow beyond uh, their current circumstances. Of course, as venture capital, that's a um, you know, different area um, completely, but um, there tends to be a bit of um, when corporates um, in particular uh, start venture capital funds or look to support um, small businesses or startups in any way, they're, they're usually usually v- uh, viewed as a big brother uh, because they have a ready market already, they're established. So there tends to be that view that differentiates them from other types of venture capital um, you know, out there. So are there any of those plans that are there where uh, someone says, okay, fine, because uh, someone has received funding from um, the venture capital arm of Tiger Brands that uh, they could realistically find themselves, um, you know, as being part of the stable for Tiger Brands or, you know, some type of support, you know. And I'm asking that question because it's more of are you guys doing that yourselves or have you brought in partners to help you with that t- that part of it? Because it's in your interest and in the interest of the business this is that you guys are investing in to grow. No, definitely. It, it is. And it's, it's quite a big focus for us. So obviously, as you rightly mentioned, we're a strategic investor, so we're not a financial institution. And so the post-investment um, work is, is really, really important and where we believe the real value is created. So we have a very deliberate post-investment um, value creation strategy. And for this particular investment in herbivore earth foods, what we're really excited about is we've got a co-investor, Secha Capital. So they are also a shareholder in the business and what they have in terms of their model and what really attracted us and and compelled us to continue with this partnership is they have within their investment model, a consultant, one of their team members who serves as a consultant to the business for the first year. So this is a dedicated resource to the company to help with exactly what you're mentioning. So to help them realize their growth thesis, to help them scale, to help them with whatever it is that we've agreed 
as not only the first hundred days, but the first year of the investment and and all the help that they need, um, whether it's in their supply chain, whether it's in the finances, whether it's 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 in um, HR. So so that's really what's exciting us about this. So at least from our perspective as Tiger Brands, we'll continue to provide that strategic guidance, but we also have in our partner, such a capital dedicated resource that will work side by side in a consulting capacity with our investee company. Now, you'll probably be thinking now, is this your model for all investments? Not necessarily. So it doesn't mean that when we go into every investment, it has to be a co-investment with another investor or with an operator, but it definitely does work for Herbivore. What we are focusing on is how do we add the most value in as much as we're learning from the company? It is important to note that we are deliberately going in as a minority shareholder. And so our involvement is limited to that extent in that we are not involved in the day-to-day operations. So you asked a very important question. Are they now going to become part of the Tiger brand stable? That's actually what we don't want. And it's actually what the entrepreneurs don't want either. So we're really deliberate about allowing the entrepreneurs to carry on doing what they're doing, but of course, tapping into our expertise in as far as it helps them scale. So if they have a bottleneck, for example, in the supply chain, and they're trying to figure out the most um, effective way to um, make sure that they find a new manufacturing partner, or they're about to go buy a machine, and they're looking for the best suppliers around the world, that can provide them with the particular machine or a particular part. That's definitely expertise that we can advise on. Um, but we're not necessarily going to now start producing for them. We're not necessarily going to start um, taking their products on our trucks and, and they join part of our routes. But we will definitely be um, helping them with our expertise for them to continue innovating, for them to continue scaling their business. So when we go deal by deal, it will obviously differ. So in this instance, because you asked, are you going to be outsourcing these capabilities for business development? In this case, it's a partnership with Secha Capital, and they'll provide that for us. In another instance, if there's particular expertise that maybe from a strategic perspective, we're unable to um, get too actively involved with the company, it is something that we would consider, let us get um, an external party because there are a lot of partnerships that we've formed. We've formed partnerships with accelerators, with incubators, and we've also formed partnerships with operating companies that could perhaps help our investee companies. There are a lot of um, very innovative working capital solutions as well because, as you know, sometimes funding um, is, is quite challenging, particularly for the size of business. And so there are a lot of uh, levers that we can pull um, and we definitely look at these investments as a partnership with our investee companies because their success is ultimately what we're taking a very big bet on. No, most certainly. And I think if I'm going to be honest, it's always great when um, you at least see um, companies, especially large corporates that do understand that they can't do everything um, on their own and you bring in experts that can augment, um, you know, perhaps part of uh, the value chain. 
um, that uh, they don't necessarily have skills on um, in-house because Tiger Brands clearly knows and understands the consumer goods market and uh, really knows how to take you know products you know from I, I guess inception all the way um, to our shelves at local supermarkets um, you know and, and other distribution channels but you know in this current economy with a lot of these startups how do you get them you know off the ground how do you get them investor ready how do you get them um, you know to a point where they can plug into existing you know supply chains etc very important work and um, you know uh, also great to see uh, that there is some measure of flexibility that it's not a blanket approach um, that is uh, going to be used you know but rather a case-by-case basis on how all of that is done so as we come to the end of the discussion Varati um, curious to know um, because one of the other accusations you know when it comes to venture capital in South Africa, uh, there's always a little mutterings, especially amongst uh, professionals in the space and entrepreneurs themselves, that uh, venture capitalists are more like private equity in South Africa as opposed to uh, pure venture capital that's seen in the United States, Europe, and others. I'm just curious to get your thoughts around that, and especially because one of the things that uh, characterizes venture capitalists as exits. You know, how far along the process are you, um, you know, looking to uh, walk down the journey, um, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurs? Because it's part and parcel um, at the moment of what it means to grow a business. Uh, certain partners will come on at certain stages, etc. You know, how do you guys see yourselves in terms of walking that journey um, with the with the businesses that you back? This is definitely a topical one, Mudiwa, and I understand where you're coming from when you say it's a burning issue. It, it really is, and it, it comes up quite a lot. Firstly, I am I, definitely of the school of thought that you should not compare whether it's private equity or venture capital in, in, in the US or in Europe um, to, to what happens on the continent, because I do believe that a different type of model is necessary. I think that the value creation element or the post-investment strategy is almost what makes or breaks um, investments across the continent, whether it's venture capital or whether it's private equity, and that it's not a spreadsheet exercise. It's not financial engineering. And I think that that's something that's quite unique um, with um, investing across the continent. And then that's based on, on the experience that I've had. When it comes to the Tiger Brands Venture Capital Fund in particular, the benefit that we have is that we have no pressure for an exit. You can almost think of us like a captive fund, right? We've got we are um, we've got one investor or one LP, which is Tiger Brands Group, and there's no pressure for us to exit. So we really are genuinely a long-term investor. We really are going to walk the journey with the entrepreneurs, with our investee companies, because that is exactly what our model is. So it's about really creating shared value, and we're not pressured to. In five years' time, I need to exit because we are a captive fund. You can almost say, if, if I'm pushing it, that we're almost a, ca- a permanent capital vehicle. So, so that's really a great benefit for us and the entrepreneurs that we partner with because it really is about let's create shared value. It might take five years. It might take seven years. There's no pressure on our side. And what we're looking to, to, to see and prove with this model is for some of these companies, what we hope is that in the end, eventually, whether it's in seven years' time, et cetera, we could perhaps then bring them into the Tiger brand stable and this could be part of our new product categories or they can join existing categories. That's definitely a possibility. 
Um, but that's not the only route for us as well. And so it's definitely something that will take uh, one step at a time. Um, it's definitely um, something that we'll see with each investee company. So we're on a deal by deal basis, but we are, we are fortunate in that when we say we are long-term, we really are because there's no pressure from us. There are no investors looking to, to get a return on their investment from our side. Taking it one step at a time. Those are the words of Arati uh, Mahluli, who is uh, the director for uh, the Tiger Brands uh, Venture Capital Fund, giving us insight into the type of mandate that they have. It's a hundred million rad fund, but she's saying that they are not, um, you know, limited to that because um, the group as a whole has a healthy balance sheet, and they are quite excited about the prospects uh, that are likely going to come out um, on you know, of this. Uh, particular unit which was born out of the fact uh, that Tiger Brands itself turned 100 years old recently. Uh, so to mark that, they're trying to find ways uh, that are going to help them to secure um, their future for the next 100 years um, in terms of investing in new areas of business, um, <clears throat> particularly around um, um, you know consumer goods and also technology. And uh, you know inside there, we heard terms such as um, you know food technology, um, sna- uh, you know snackification, and uh, all of that. And it uh, sounds like they're going to have, you know, quite an interesting uh, journey um, along the way. As I said, I'm very interested uh, just because South Africa has such a big um agriculture base, um, you know, to see what comes out, especially of the food tech side of things. I was in Dubai this week, uh, literally just got back to South Africa this morning. And uh, one of the interesting things that came out of that trip um, was that, um, you know, Minister Ibrahim Patel, who is, um, you know, who's head of uh, the DTI, um, you know, trade and industry, he said that uh, South Africa recently became the second biggest exporters of uh, citrus um, in the world. So you can see that from an agri- uh, agriculture point of view, you know, there's a lot that's uh, you know there's a lot that's going on um so if that can be extended to the world of technology as well um you know then it will really be great so barati thank you so much uh, but before we let you go just a quick one uh, on our end is a curiosity um if you'll indulge us you know how did you find yourself um you know heading up this team um you know were you always in the world of venture capital were you you, you know always part of uh, the tiger brands team and then, um, you know, this came up as a new area of, uh, you know, the business. How did you uh, find yourself there? Sure. Thanks, Madua. So I actually started my career at um, one of Tiger Brands' competitors, Unilever. So I worked with Unilever um, in various strategic finance roles across South Africa, Australia, the UK, as well as Kenya. And coming out of that, I then got into the world of private equity and venture capital, where I was most recently at a private equity fund with a very clear impact focus that was investing all along the food value chain across sub-Saharan Africa. And while I was there, I headed up um, two of their um, early stage technology investments. So a lot more on the riskier side than, than what you'd see in their typical mandate. So there was an ag tech deal, an agricultural technology deal that I led up, which was around the traceability of um, produce from the farm all the way up un- until it lands up on your plate. Um, there was another transaction 
that I also led up in Kenya, which was an e-commerce platform that was focused on last mile distribution in rural areas of the country. And so coming out of that, um, I combined FMCG as well as investment experience. Um, this opportunity came up and, and actually um, within the Tiger Brands team, there's some people that I've actually worked quite closely with in, in my previous consumer goods um, uh, career. And so it really was, in my view, the best of both worlds for me. I have always have a soft spot for consumer goods. It's what I do well. It's what I understand very well, particularly on the food side. And then the investment side is really something that I've been doing for the past five years. And, and for me, the main thing is about how do we, yes, create value from a financial perspective, but I really do believe that investments have the power for economic development, um, for social development, and can really address some of the really pressing challenges across the continent. Excited to see, you know, the growth of the fund and also, um, you know, how, um, you know, your time with the fund is going to go. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen, Barati from uh, the Tiger Brands uh, Venture Capital Fund. This is Mudiwa's Tech. It's very interesting to see the developments that are happening in the venture capital space and especially as more large corporates uh, take it upon themselves to invest um, in early stage businesses, particularly in the technology space. That's something that um, I keep, uh, you know, quite a close eye on. Um, and I know that, you know, recently um, one of the companies uh, that's launched, you know, some type of a fund is, uh, you know, multi choice they've got their innovation fund but underneath it um, they've had their accelerator uh, program um, that actually raised as much as about 16 million dollars um, in investment for their invest for their uh, for about uh, four to six businesses um, that's roughly 240 million rand from investors in um, you know through the Dubai Expo um, recently and just judging from um, statements coming out from their chairman um, Emir Patel, it sounds like it's something that they want to continue doing because they now see uh, that it's no longer just about business support but they can see um, that taking up real equity, you know, supporting these businesses could help them um, you know, to offer other services or to at least uh, partner up and uh, get into new areas of business. So when you hear someone like uh, Tiger Brands also getting into um, the, the, the field but, you know, specifically calling themselves a venture capital fund you know then it gives like a clear mandate of what it is um, that they're trying to do what they're trying to achieve but more importantly one of the things that i'm looking to see in future is well, how is the development of this space going to be corporates traditionally have these um business development units or business development programs of that of some sort to support um the small and upcoming businesses you know as part of uh, the national mandate to get more small businesses off the ground and to plug in more small businesses into supply chains all of that so the issue of venture capital whether you're going to call it venture capital private equity whatever you're calling it um i like the fact that variety says that we shouldn't just compare you know these terms um depending on what's going on in other parts of the world there needs to be an africa slash south africa specific solution or way of doing things and i completely understand that but the development of the space what's going to happen 
are development, uh, business development units going to now shift to all become venture capital firms? Are all corporates going to open venture capital units? Are all corporates going to now have a business development side and a venture capital unit? Like, how is that, um, all of that going to happen? Is this going to become the new um, business development support? Because that has been, you know, around for a while. You know, how is that going to happen? And also, is it also going to be one of those things that also helps to drive a little bit more capital, um, you know, to these small businesses, particularly um, in the technology space? We wait to see but uh, exciting developments nonetheless. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.